Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to episode five of our trainee podcast, Let's Talk. I'm Fanola Gallagher-Taff, Graduate Recruitment Manager, discussing our FE1 exams with trainees Philip Crow and Rebecca McKittrick. So let's talk FE1 exams. Welcome, Philip and Rebecca. So please introduce yourselves to our listeners. My name is Philip Crow. I studied law and economics in UCD, graduating in 2017. I joined AL through the summer internship program, in, uh, which I completed in July 2017. I'm currently a second seat trainee and I'm on the white collar crime team, which sits in the disputes and investigations group. My name is Rebecca McKittrick. I studied at NUI Galway. I did Bachelor of Corporate Law International and then the LLB and then did my LLM. I didn't do a summer internship or a placement with ALG, so I came through the milk rounds in 2017. I'm currently in my second seat, a rotation. Like Phil, I'm in the Disputes and Investigations Group, which is in the Litigation Department. Great. And then for those who don't know, what are the FE1 exams, Phil? The FE1s are actually part of a sort of group of three final examinations that are set by the Law Society Final Examinations Part 1, 2 and 3. The FE1s are essentially an entrance exam or a set of entrance exams which you have to undertake and complete all eight in order to qualify for access to the solicitor training programme of the Law Society of Ireland. Then Rebecca, so how did you apply for the FE1s? So the application forms for the FE1s, they're usually up on the Law Society website and they usually go live after the results for the previous sitting. I understand that the results for the October sitting this year are going to go live the week of the 13th, I think, of December. So around then the application form should be on the website. You're just going to fill that out and then send it to the Law Society. And I suppose, when and how did you complete the FE1s? So I decided to go straight into the exams after my final year in university. So I completed four exams in October 2017 and then four exams uh, during the next sitting in March 2018. And for me, I graduated from my master's in November 2018. So I did my first set of FE1s in the March following that. So I did six FE1s, March 2019, and then I did my last two in the October 2019. What advice do you both have in regards to deciding when and how to complete the exams? It'll be different for every student. Some do four and four, some don't. Some will work part-time or full-time. Some, some won't. I think you can now do them during university, which I personally would have found very, very Difficult. I think certainly what worked for me was going into them nearly straight after you'd finished your formal education, be it an undergraduate or a master's, because you're still very much in that legal writing, legal thinking and law exams mindset. In terms of working or studying full time, I took the decision to go at them full time. So I would have studied during August, September, and then sat for in October. And then again, I would have studied January, February, and sat for in March. I mean, they are quite difficult exams. Certainly, I found them very difficult. And 
as I said, I would have found it very, very difficult to work part-time or full-time as, as, as loads of people do. So what worked for me was to um, give, them, give them sort of the respect that they deserve and really study full-time. Yeah, no, I'd completely agree with that. I think deciding when to do them, it's really subjective and it definitely depends on your own particular circumstances. So for me, I did them as soon as possible after my master's. Again, because I wanted to stay in that legal mindset. I didn't want to lose the ability to answer a law question, if that makes any kind of sense. And I didn't want to have the exams too close to when we were supposed to start our traineeship. So we were supposed to come in in April 2020. And if I had sat the exams in March 2020, I would have been, as I was very stressed between March and April, (laughs) trying to figure out had I passed or not. So that's why I wanted to get mine done in the March and October sitting 2019. And I suppose a hot topic for students is probably how do you divide up the exams? Which subjects should you do first? And that's again, really subjective for me. The way I divided it up was I left the two subjects that I felt weakest on to the October. So I did company law and EU in October because when I studied them in college, that was 2013. So there's a good six years in the space between studying them in college and actually having to sit the FE1. So for me, that made the most sense. But for other people, if they've just studied it, or maybe if they've just done it in college, they might want to get that out of the way as soon as possible. So I'd really look and see what your strengths are and play to that, as well as if you can take complementary subjects. I know equity and property, I think, are supposed to be quite complementary. So Phil, do you have any study advice then for people preparing for the FE1s? A good place to start is to consider whether or not you need to do uh, preparatory courses there are some out there that are quite good and they take you through um, content and they certainly give you a lot of material in terms of manuals and exam grades and that sort of stuff. I signed up for prep course for my first set and I suppose the, the only thing I'd say would be that I would think they're probably a bit more helpful for people maybe who hadn't studied an undergraduate in law or who had maybe done a one-year conversion or something like that because they, uh, they're very, very good uh, for the fundamentals but if you've already done maybe four years, it might be it might be time that you could be giving to your own independent study. That said, you do definitely need materials, um, and a lot of the education providers do um, they write FE one manuals every year, so you can get those by signing up for the preparatory courses, or alternatively there is a good second-hand manual market. So in your university or your college or just, you know, maybe through law firms or people you know, you'll always find manuals which will be second-hand and they might be helpfully highlighted or annotated as well with lots of, lots of, lots of gems of info. Another piece of material that is very, very helpful is an exam grid. So some, uh, some people will have gone to the trouble of sifting through maybe the last 10 or 12 rounds of FE1s and marking on a grid what subject or what topic has come up in what subject and when. So that's a great way to really analyze, you know, what are the, um, what are the favorite questions to be asked by the examiners? There will be a couple of things that will nearly always, always come up. And then in terms of deciding what ones to do, as, as, as Rebecca mentioned there, 
there are some that are complementary and there's some courses that are bigger and some courses that are smaller but more complex and certainly the formula I was told and what worked for me was that people tend to maybe split EU law and constitutional law because they're 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 very they're very wide and then maybe split tort and company because they're quite big but barely technical and they can be quite tricky as well and then between criminal and contract and property and equity there's there's not much to divide them course wise they're all fairly similar some people like the um complementary nature of maybe property and equity as Rebecca said or contract and equity some people would like to divide them so that'll very much be an individual decision then on the practical side, in regards to kind of sitting the FE1s, Rebecca, what kind of advice do you have? The situation now is different to how it was when I did it. So when I sat them in 2019, the only venue that was available was the Red Cow. But I think now because of COVID, you have the option, well, you certainly did in the October sitting, you could sit them online, you could sit them in a Cork venue, or you could choose the Dublin venue. Some of the times you might be in the RDS for the Dublin venue, other times you might be in the Red Cow. I can only really speak to being in the Red Cow. And I suppose the first thing for you to do is when you're filling out your application, know for sure where it is you've selected that you want to do your exams. That sounds like a silly thing, but I know of people who have filled it out and then when I came to the day, they panicked realizing actually I selected Dublin and that kind of, it just, the week before isn't a good time to figure that out. Um, so definitely be aware of that. And then when it comes to it, if you're like me and you're not from Dublin, I'm from Mayo, so I had to come up and find somewhere to stay. For me, it was easiest to stay in the Red Cow because that's where the exams were. But I'd certainly look around and see where the most convenient accommodation for you would be. For me, the red cow just made sense. I could just go downstairs and hop into my exam and then go right back upstairs to study some more for the next day. When it comes to the online exams, I understand that the Law Society have a page on their website about the criteria that's needed, internet strength, all that kind of thing, which would definitely be useful in reading before applying. Figure out what suits you best. And as I said earlier, play to your strengths. And I know Phil has said this already, they're difficult exams, so you shouldn't make it any more difficult for yourself. Um, yeah, and then getting to the venue, I if you live in Dublin, like Phil, you didn't have to travel up, but you still have to accommodate for the traffic on the morning. You still have to make allowances for those kinds of things. You don't know if it's going to be raining. You don't know what could go wrong. So if you get there with plenty of time, you know, at least you'll be able to settle in before your exam because you don't want to go in stressed or thinking about somebody who pulled out in front of you and you almost crashed into them, whatever it might be. You don't want to bring the stresses of the morning into the exam. Great. Well, um, thank you both for some great advice there. Um, I hope you all find that very helpful. Um, just a reminder, our applications will be closing on the 29th of October at 5pm. You can apply to these via our website at algoodbody.com forward slash careers forward slash trainees hyphen interns or you can contact us at graduate talent at algoodbody.com with any questions. Thank you.